Hello, this is James Bradley in New Zealand. I'm called JB East because I'm taking care of the East and my initials are JB, isn't that creative? And we have JB West. This guy, you might imagine, he's out in the West and his name is Jeff Brown. Hello, Jeff. Hey, James, how are you doing? Well, I'm busy as you are. We're covering the whole world. Absolutely. So this, this JB East and JB West uh, concept was that to have me here in New Zealand with my binoculars looking at everything that's happening out here in the Pacific and Asia. And Jeff is standing on a rock with his binoculars and he's looking at everything happening in Europe. And we're going to talk about the hottest things that are happening East and West today. From my side out here in New Zealand, the waters were roiled by Nancy Pelosi's visit. And I did uh, six, no, I did four interviews with the American uh, mainstream media. And doing those interviews, I, you know, uh, listened to their questions, of course. And then I watched a, a lot of mainstream coverage. And I just had a number of ideas about assumptions that, uh, the media has and doesn't talk about that I thought it might be nice to hear from us about it. The first misperception is one China. You get the idea that maybe there's two Chinas, maybe Taiwan is independent, maybe you know China won't invade and, and Taiwan will live on forever as this American uh, permanent aircraft carrier out in the Pacific. And folks, there's only one China. The China in 1979, when we made the agreement with the United States, that was a prerequisite that America agreed that there was one China. Let me give you an example. You and I are gonna drive from, you need to go from Chicago to Los Angeles. And I say, I'll take you as a passenger. Come on, I got a car, let's make an agreement. And you say, okay, I'll go just so you don't smoke your cigar. And I say, okay, let's take the trip. And I promise that I will not smoke a cigar. That is the number one thing you want of me. And then we get in the car. And from time to time, I take that old stogie out. And I, that's not the agreement. China said, yes, we'll have a relationship with you, America. But the first thing that we want to talk about here is that there's one China and America agreed to it. So all this Pelosi talking about, you know, defending democracy, no folks, there are not two Chinas. It's not up in the air. There's one China. Another assumption that seems to be underneath the media coverage is that there's this China. Remember China? Here, China. Now, yeah, China was poor just yesterday. And then now all of a sudden it's rich and it's Maybe it's too big for its britches. You know, America has to think about China. So we have Americans all over the country developing opinions about China. And uh, why is this? What does America have to do with Asia and China? And, you know, I, I, see, we say words like, oh, China, uh, Vietnam, Italy, uh, uh, the, U the UK, um, Gambia, and it's, they're just like files on a desk, different countries. But when you're talking about China, you're talking about what? One third of the human race? 
when I first went to Shanghai, I had a great time. And then I took a train to Nanjing and where um, I met a number of officials and we sat down to eat and I said, yeah, I just came from Shanghai. And they said, ho, 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 Shanghai is a brand new city, you know, not very good food. And I'm like, Shanghai is a brand new city. Oh, so I didn't realize I was in this ancient city. And the guide took me out by the lake where the emperors had built various buildings. And she said, see that one over there, Mr. Bradley, across the lake? You can see that. Yes, that one was built uh, by emperor, what's his name, in, uh, you know, 2,500 years ago. And that building was built uh, 2,400 years ago. And that building, yeah, was also built uh, 2,400 years ago. Oh, you know. And then a couple minutes later, the guide said, oh, Mr. Bradley, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I'm I, sorry. The the one in the middle that I told you 200,000, uh, 2,400 years ago, that one is brand new. And I said, yeah, it's new. She said, yeah, it's only 600 years old. So folks, America is a great country, but we're brand new. And China has been around and what we don't talk about, it is, it's been the dominant uh, economic force in the world for a long time. If you go to Windsor Castle, Queen Elizabeth will serve you tea, and she'll serve you tea on China. Why do they call it China? They call it China because they were amazed by the uh, technology of creating translucent uh, uh, dinnerware. You hold a plate up and it's translucent. The, the, the light kind of shines through. That technology was unavailable in England for 1,000 years, folks. No, Gutenberg did not invent movable type. It was invented many years uh, before by China. I think we need to realize we're dealing with an ancient country that's not just old, but was successful for a long time. And, uh, uh, you know, we should have a little more respect when we're thinking about China and realizing how big and powerful it's always been. Another thing that's presented by the major media is that there's this thing called Taiwan that was born in the recent democratic mist. You know, it's just been sitting there and it's a democracy and now China wants to take it over out of the blue. There's no history given here, folks. Taiwan it has been there forever since the volcanoes you know, pushed it up, and it's been Chinese forever. Look at the geography. It's right next to China. It has been in the Chinese orbit. It wasn't until recent history that the colonialists came along, the Dutch and the Portuguese, they took it, and then uh, uh, China had it. And then Japan took it for a long time. And we shook it away from Japan at the end of World War II. So Taiwan is part of China, but the Japanese had taken it over uh, for a long period from the 1800s. Now America had it and declared that it was part of China. After World War II, there was a civil war going on in China. And America said, Oh, Taiwan is part of China. Well, when the loser, Chiang Kai-shek, lost 
the Chinese Civil War to Mao, the U.S. Navy said, oh, hocus pocus, we will take Chiang Kai-shek, all China's gold and artwork, and put them on this little island, and then we'll call it the Republic of China. And we will officially say, this is the real China. And Mao's China on the mainland, we don't like it, and it is not China. So I went to school in the 1950s and 1960s, and to pass a test in in, uh, history and geography, I had to say that that little rock out in the Pacific, that was China. That was the real China. And that big red blob on the continent, that's not China. That, that, no, 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 we don't recognize. You know, it was ridiculous. It was like saying General Lee lost the Civil War and uh, jumped out to uh, Bermuda. And now Bermuda is now the United States of America. And some countries recognize Bermuda as the United States with uh, General uh, Lee as the president. And that big uh, country uh, there on the continent that uh, that some call America, no, 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 that's not America. Folks, this sounds ridiculous, but this is true. And this is how Americans lived for years with these myths of what Taiwan was. Taiwan is part of China. We recognized it, period. There's nothing up in the air about this. Another myth is that the United States military is powerful in Asia. I do these interviews and they just start out, you know, uh, China's uh, rattling their sabers. Uh, what should the U.S. response be? As if, you know, the United States is like the guardian or the night watchman of Asia. And if anyone gets out of line, you know, we're just going to uh, taser him and, and, and put him back in his chair. And this idea that the U.S. military is powerful in Asia I mean, maybe people stopped their reading with World War II or something. This is not 1945 or 1958. The U.S. military is very weak in Asia. The U.S. Navy is in trouble. The U.S. Navy has suffered through some huge scandals with a number of admirals resigning because of payoffs from a Malaysian businessman. Look it up. The U.S. Navy... Is ha- has had its electronics on their ships uh, commandeered by other countries and interfered with. The U.S. Navy is running into each other. Folks, it's almost, you just never hear of huge Navy ships colliding with each other. They have to, you know, make these uh, calculations uh, hours or, or many minutes in advance. But now we have Navy ships colliding in the Pacific. Look it up, Google it, and you'll see the number of times that you're not being told. No, the U.S. military is not powerful in Asia right now. And the aircraft carrier groups that look so great in film, they're not going to do anything. Uh, China has aircraft carrier destroyer uh, missiles that will just sink the entire fleet within minutes. We have maybe 14,000 young kids, young sailors in a aircraft carrier fleet with all the supporting ships. They can all die very quickly if they're sent out to challenge China. So no, this assumption that we have a key, that we're the watchmen, that we're all powerful in Asia, that is a myth. Another myth is 
United States and its allies. We have powerful allies out there in Asia, Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, Philippines, uh, uh, somewhat. This is a joke. I've been, I've seen the Japanese military. Folks, they were trained by the U.S. military. What, let's see, what other militaries were trained by the U.S.? Uh, let's see, Afghanistan, the Afghani military. Uh, how did they, oh, gee, we, they just put down their arms and ran away. The South Vietnamese military, that was American trained for 20 years. They they uh, took uh, took their uniforms off and and ran. How about the Iraqi military uh, trained? But you know it's ridiculous. The Japanese military is great at doing drills, but they are not going to come down and get involved in a world war against China on the side of the United States. This is ridiculous. How are they going to do it? If they fire a missile, Japan will go up in flames within 30 minutes. If they send a ship, that ship will be sunk. We do not have powerful allies out there ready to help us. The Another misconception is the mighty U.S. dollar. Jeez, uh, uh, take a look at what's happening in the U.S. economy versus the Chinese economy. What are we doing beating up our biggest banker, our biggest creditor, the, the country that supplies us everything? What if China just cut off half the exports to the United States? This weakness of the United States and the advantage that China has right now is never commented upon. It's just as it's just as if America continues to be all powerful. And finally, before, you know, I wish that when commentators would come on, they would say well, gee, there might be a conflict between the United States and China. Let's review the United States military record in Asia. Uh, we took the Philippines back in the 1890s. Uh, let's see. We defeated Japan in World War II. We fought in the Chinese, uh, uh, Chinese Civil War. Um, we fought in Korea and Vietnam. Well, how did that go? How did that Vietnam go? 20 years of engagement there. Uh, let's see, we ran away with our tail between our legs. Vietnam is for the Vietnamese. Everything Ho Chi Minh said came true. Korea, we still have troops in Korea. We didn't win in Korea. We went up to the Yalu and we were, and we were pushed back. Not a very good record in Korea. The Chinese Civil War, America went all out supporting Chiang Kai-shek in the Chinese Civil War. And guess what? We lost with Chiang Kai-shek. That's why the U.S. Navy took the loser and put him on the island of Taiwan. This is not a very good record. Well, you could say, well, we conquered Japan in World War II. That's true. Japan has something in common with the Philippines. They are islands. The only success America's had militarily in Asia is all-out war against small islands that the U.S. Navy could cut off. So yes, we defeated Japan after burning half it down. Yes, we defeated the Philippines after slaughtering hundreds of thousands of its people. But these are islands. China, look at the map, folks. 
Japan would be, I'm doing the figuring in my head, if you take the population and the size of Japan, what, you have to multiply by 10 times, 15 times to get the size of China? We're talking about completely different worlds here when we talk about U.S. involvement. The U.S. involvement with China should be much more respectful, not because uh, we have to have our tail between our legs, but because we're talking to the big boy there. We're talking to the old big boy who has dominated Asia for centuries. And I think we have a lot to talk about that we're not talking about with China. So, I, Jeff, I just wanted to run through some of the misperceptions that I find in the U.S. media and some of the historical things that we don't take the time to understand. The news seems to be, you know, the news starts with Pelosi's on the island. What will China do? Oh, China's overreacting. No, 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 no. You've got to go back and look at history. It's as if a Chinese landed in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and started talking about the Upper Peninsula seceding. You know, what would it be like if a Russian diplomat shows up in a part of Texas that wants to secede and starts talking about Texas uh, uh, freedom? It'd just be too weird. Taiwan is part of China. That's how the Chinese see it. That's how history knows that it's true. And why don't we start from that bottom line? So that's my rant on how we're seeing uh, or not seeing China, Jeff. And that's the biggest news out here in the East. The biggest news out there in the West is obviously Ukraine and Russia. And Jeff has some startling news about American involvement out there in Europe. Take it away, Jeff. Thank you for your rant. It was a good one. Uh, yes, um, uh, James and I have done a number of of shows about the about Ukraine and how the United States, particularly and other European countries, secondarily, have been using Ukraine for a lot of awful, evil war crime level um, uh, uh, acts. The Russian Ministry of Defense says they have what they have what they call the nuclear the nuclear chemical biological protection division. Every month now since May has been coming out with um, evidence about all this, and and what they're doing is they continue to connect the dots um, during this evidentiary period, this evidentiary discovery phase before expected war crime trials trials. Um, I, I, I want to name names because if you know some of these people or you can write them or if you have any association with them, you might be asking what's going on? Why are these organizations and people involved in war crimes? Uh, we have covered Linda Oporto Al-Harun, an American who tortured mental patients in Ukraine. Uh, Dr. Carlson at the Colorado State University helped create war, uh, weapons of mass destruction, bioweapon mosquitoes. There's a Dutch doctor named Dr. Elizabeth Debru, D-E-B-R-U, who is a organ harvester. So if you know her, ask her. Uh, University of Florida at Gainesville, Texas A&M, Anthony Fauci, 
University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Uh, uh, Ralph Barrick there works with Fauci uh, and Echo Health, Echo Health Alliance, Peter Daszak. Those three organizations are the big ones that weaponized COVID. Israeli child organ harvesting with the Red Cross. I actually had a friend contact the Red Cross and ask him about what about what James and I reported. Of course, they said it was not true, but the fact that they were contacted has a much bigger impact than you realize. So if, if you can contact any of these organizations or, in, or, or know these people or can get a hold of them, do so, please. We have also covered U.S. Democratic Party mon money laundering and investing in WMD bioweapon labs in the Ukraine. We've covered baby farms, child trafficking. It is, it is literally a hellhole of gangsterism and criminality, uh, uh, the, uh, Ukraine, uh, be, and being exploited by, by the West. Recently, uh, a, a Jason Crow, and contact him, CRO Jason Crow, member of the U.S. House Intelligence Committee, said he was worried about other countries using American DNA, DNA samples for WMD bioarms, but it's not, it's not other countries attacking the U.S., it's the U.S. that has attacked its own people. Uh, Dr. Leonard, uh, uh, Colonel Leonard Cole wrote the book Clouds of Secrecy, and it's the United States government that has attacked 800,000 of its own citizens using WMD bioweapons. So you might contact uh, 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 Representative Crow and show him some of this information that uh, J James and I have um, have exposed over the last three months. And this new in this new briefing, uh, they the Russians again continue to connect dots uh, for war crimes. They are finding lots and lots of drugs in the veins of captured U Ukrainian soldiers, powerful stimulants, powerful downers. Uh, you know this this idea of using drugs to 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 make soldiers better fighters goes back to the Greek Greek mythology. There were the half ant, half human soldiers called myrmidons, and and this and this you know has been has been romanticized in in books and movies like you know the Born Identity series and Luc Besson's movie Nikita, you know, these like super, almost like cyborg, you know, killers that <clears throat> that uh, uh, do what they need to do. We all know lately that in, the, in recent years, and also uh, the Nazis used amphetamines in, in, on the Eastern Front, especially towards the end <clears throat> as the Russians were grinding them into dog food. The United States used lots and lots of amphetamines in North Korea, in Korea during the Korean War and also in Vietnam. So this has been going on for a long time, and we now know that the United States is using, is developing designer drugs uh, to create super soldiers. You know, they feel no pain, they have no remorse, they can't sleep, uh, and so they're totally primed for total war, you know, kill all, burn all, steal all, and rape all. And so this has been going on a long time. Apparently, the Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian soldiers uh, are doing the same thing, or they are being used as guinea pigs to test all of these powerful uppers and downers uh, to see how they react in the field. Uh, more news, uh, more, more dots connected. 
the the uh, the uh, USAID Agency for International Development, which is long for many from the very beginning, has been a CIA cover. Uh, has has been in, used in Ukraine. It's, they're they're supposed to do you know like agricultural projects and all this other stuff in poor countries in Africa and, and Latin America and Asia. Uh, but now they have been sucked into WMD bioweapon development in Ukraine under the PREDICT, just as the, the word PREDICT program, studying hantaviruses, you know, rodent, you know, rodent lungs, you know, so that they can try to get hantaviruses into your, you know, rodent, rodent viruses into your lungs and get a load of this. Also studying coronaviruses in the Ukraine and capturing arthropods, which means insects, and bats that carry them. More proof that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was tarred and feathered by the West, you know, big lie propaganda machine. 95% of the COVID weaponization was done in the U.S. and now we know also in Ukraine. Uh, USAID under this PREDICT program in Ukraine worked and we can add now the University of California at Davis. Get a load of this. The Wildlife Conservation Society, WCS. You know, they're supposed to be, they're supposed to be, uh, they're supposed to be, uh, you know, this, 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 the, you know, this wonderful, you know, fuzzy, cuddly organization that, uh, that uh, helps animals. Uh, they are now involved in working with USAID in working, you know, uh, to develop bioweapons there in Ukraine. Echo Health Alliance, which has always been, you know, that's, you know, COVID development. Metabiota, which James and I have already talked about, that's de the Democrats and the Bidens are all invested into Metabiota along with uh, Bill Gates and others. And get a load of this, the, Smith, the Smithsonian Institution. You know, the Smithsonian Institution. You know, museums in Washington, D.C. But in my research with the uh, Bioweapon Truth Commission, I learned that uh, the Smithsonian Institution uh, has long secretly done weapons of mass destruction, bioweapon research for the CIA, for the CIA and, the, and the Department of Defense. So they hide behind the Smithsonian and they're doing uh, research uh, uh, for the uh, to develop uh, uh, bioweapons. Now, this new one that, uh, in addition to USA, USAID, uh, the the Russians have also dug up all kinds of um, uh, information about labyrinth, labyrinth global health in Ukraine. I got on their website and it, and they brag about how they're they're an all woman staff. You know, they're all young and pretty, but they're also all psychopaths. Now I want you all I want you all to listen to this very very carefully. In Ukraine. Now get a load of this. In Ukraine. Labyrinth Global Health got a $400,000 Department of Defense contract. Note the date. November 12th, 2019 for quote SME manuscript documentation and COVID-19 research, end of quote. SME, of course, stands for, I guess, small, medium enterprises. Now, 
That was one month before it was detected in China and three months before it got the, the name COVID-19. So Labyrinth Global Health was already in on the uh, COVID, uh, the development of COVID as a bioweapon. And uh, get a load of this now, and Labyrinth Ukraine was not only doing um, uh, COVID-19 uh, bioweapon development or, or helping to, to develop it, Labyrinth Ukraine uh, uh, is also doing work on get a load of this monkeypox. What a coincidence. Now we have a monkeypox, supposed a supposed monkeypox monkey uh, pandemic. Uh, uh, the, uh, the CEO and co-founder is Karen Sailors, S-A-Y-L-O-R-S. I got on uh, LinkedIn. She's on LinkedIn, and they have a website. Why don't you give her? A, why don't you send her? Send them an email and ask them what's going on and why are they working on monkeypox and coronavirus in Ukraine? Unbelievable. So what we are seeing is Anthony Fauci took over the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases in 1984, and at, from that point on, it's him spending many billions of dollars every year with viruses being sent to U.S. universities to be weaponized, then released, sickening and killing millions of people around the world, thereby funneling trillions of dollars and euros into the medical industrial complex. Then, that, then we have to have costly emergency vaccines where they make more money are pushed onto the public that make them even more sick and die. The, then a new WMD virus and the cycle begins again. We can start with AIDS, H1N1, Lyme, Ebola, Dengue, Zika, SARS in 2003, MERS, you know, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, COVID, and now monkeypox not to mention animal agriculture, you know, swine fever and avian flu, which have cost targeted countries around the world trillions of dollars in euros over the decades. And, and so what we keep seeing and with, and during this, evident, uh, this evidentiary um, uh, uh, phase uh, for the war crimes uh, that uh, are going to happen, we keep seeing these same names popping back up, you know, the U.S. Democratic Party, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe and Hunter Biden, George Soros, Bill and Melinda Gates, Anthony Fauci, Big Pharma, Rockefeller Foundation, Metabiota, Black and Veatch, Echo Health Alliance, you know, University of North Carolina, Colorado State University, University of Florida, Texas A&M. You know, the Red Cross, you know, Israel, you know, working, uh, you know, with the Red Cross in, um, in Ukraine to harvest children's organs. And we can now add University of California, Davis, the Wildlife Conservation Society, the Smithsonian Institution, USAID, Karen Sailors, and Labyrinth Global Health, connecting more and more dots to add to the list of people and organizations that will likely be tried for war crimes in Donbass, which allows the death penalty. There was a fourth slide that I'm not going to talk about today. It, it added information already that James and I have already talked about. 
on Cuba, Cuba's many, many U.S. Uh, WMD bioweapon attacks that it has that it has suffered over the decades, and they ex expanded on that as well as information uh, to Latin America. And then I also wanted to point out that um, you, the uh, uh, I, I forgot to mention the Labyrinth Global Health. They were also doing um, working with Big Pharma where they were taking Ukrainians like lab rats, like guinea pigs, where they were paying them a terribly nominal fee, giving them all kinds of um, illegal Ill illegal research. In other words, the big pharma, the you know the the Western pharmaceutical companies, were using Ukraine Ukrainians as guinea pigs to test them for drugs that they would never be able to get a, a, approved to test in the West because they were dangerous, because they were risky, because they were harmful. Uh, and so uh, Ukraine's, Ukraine's uh, great dream of becoming a part of Europe means being used as, um, as you know, Frankensteins to, uh, for, for Western pharma uh, to uh, test uh, uh, Un unknown, untold drugs uh, that uh, uh, have probably uh, killed and harmed uh, a number of them uh, over the years. So, James, that's my report. It's not the most enjoyable topic in the world to talk about, but I think people need to start getting out there. Write the University of North Carolina. Write Colorado State University. Find out where Dr. Carlson works there. If anybody can find Elizabeth Debru, D-E-B-R-U, -E a, Dutch, a Dutch doctor, you know, write the University of Florida, Texas A&M, the Red Cross, write the U.S. Democratic Party, write Obama, Clinton, the Bidens. It's not going to change anything today, but if a thousand people, if the Red Cross got a thousand inquiries like my friend got, like my friend sent, they would be very, very, very concerned. But, but they've only gotten one so far that I know of. So I hope all of you, I will include this list um, uh, of all these names so that you can try to do your own investigation and research and contact him and pin him down. You know, why are you involved in uh, purported war crimes? You know, uh, do you do you know your risk being uh, uh, charged with war crimes in the Donbass um, uh, in the near future? And even if it is at in absentia and even if they never get hung or, or shot, uh, the 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 fact that they have that the, the fact that they have that on their uh, on their conscious, uh, although they are probably psychopaths. But anyway, the fact that they uh, know that it's out there in the public, uh, I think, is um, is is powerful. So that's it, James. So uh, it sounds like my tax dollars go to the government. They're taking some to secretly create uh, bioweapons worldwide, and then when one or part of one escapes, it's a medical emergency, and we're it's mysterious where it came from, but we have to lock down, lose some of our civil rights. Um, it's It sounds like the original testing out there in China with the Japanese. The Japanese would try a bioweapon, the winds would change, it would blow back and kill their own uh, Japanese soldiers. And looks like some of this blowback is killing us, but the origins um, remain uh, intentionally uh, um, not obvious.
Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're suffering from what we're investing in. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, blowback. Yeah, blowback. Blowback. Absolutely, blowback. Okay. Well, I that's a report on what's happening in the East from JB East and JB West as let us know things that uh, are not going to be on the view today. You know, <laughs> American media has got to wake up to this stuff because the Russians are looking at it. And, um, you know, if this stuff becomes obvious to much of the world and America continues to continue not to look at it, uh, it, it doesn't make much sense. We've Thank got you, Chase. We got yeah. to face what's going on. So absolutely. Face should we sign music. off? Should we sign off? JB yes, sir. to JB West. Yes, sir. Okay. Good uh, morning. Good night. All right. Thank you. Bye bye.